Okay, it's going. Is it recording? Yeah, it's recording. Are we live on the air? We're, We're live. live in five, four, three, three. two. Welcome back to another episode of the Born Again Again podcast. I'm Katie. And I'm Joe. Wow, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a long, I don't know, a few months, right? Yeah, it, it's been, yeah, at least a few months, yeah. if not more. And this wasn't a planned break, really. I mean, I feel like it was kind of half planned, I guess. Half um, planned, but not intended to be this long. <laughs> yeah, right. I so. think. I think we had mentioned before that we were most likely going to stop the podcast at the one year mark, which was in May. Or at least we like our original commitment to each other was that we wanted to do it for a full year. Yes. And so May was the full year mark. Yes. Um, yeah. But so for obvious reasons, we decided that it wasn't really important to talk about some of the things that we wanted to talk about. Yeah. I think when coronavirus hit and then all of the world news that was going on, we didn't really feel like it was necessary to add our voices to everything going on, especially because what we wanted to talk about was like swearing, communion and drugs. And it just didn't seem like it was relevant at the time. And I, we just didn't feel right talking about that. So after we took our break, I guess we started talking about religion less and less. It just became less and less relevant mm-hmm. even in our lives. And then we realized we were not thinking of topics. We weren't being inspired and we weren't feeling motivated to do any episodes. Yeah. It's as simple Basically, as that. It's really. as simple as that. Yeah. yeah. And I think like, I feel like probably other people who have come along on this journey with us can agree that you definitely go through stages of caring about this stuff and then not caring about this stuff and then caring about it again when something kind of piques your interest. You're like, wow, I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. I need to like research that for a while <laughs> and get that out of my system. And I think we had like this long time of just not talking about religion and feeling great about it. Yeah. In a way, like it was, we were taking a break with our podcast, but we also were taking a break from religion kind of inadvertently just at home. Right. Yeah. And it's easy for us to do that because here where we are in Portland, we're not near our family. We're not really, we don't really spend time with religious people Mm -hmm. out here just because that's the nature of like the friends we've made and all of that. And so it's, it's easy to kind of just slip into regular life and not be thinking about it too much. And like you said, it was really nice. And I'm, I'm hoping that for all of you who are listening, that maybe, uh, this, break that we've taken. If you've been following super closely, maybe it's allowed you to take a break as well and kind of, I don't know, just live and not have it on your mind all the time for a little bit. Cause I think it's helpful and healthy to do that. But I, I do kind of feel like things have changed a little bit for us in terms of like our motivation and how hot we are on religion, because we just spent some time back at home with our family, um, which was great. And we had a really good time and loved seeing them and all of that. But it's like a super religious culture there. And while we didn't have a ton of conversations directly about religion, just being like surrounded by people who are into it, um, stirred up a lot of that old curiosity and the old feelings and really made us, I don't know, we've had a bunch of conversations about religion since going home. Um, hence why we wanted to come back and we're feeling good about putting out a new episode. Surprise. So we're back. So we, (laughs) I, I feel like 
and I hope you guys are feeling this way, but it's getting a little bit easier to go home every time. You know, it's not Definitely. as uh, traumatizing or I'm not as nervous that somebody's going to ask yeah. me about, oh, what do you think about this? Or what do you, do you want to go to church and all of that? Yeah, I don't Obviously, feel that like, that feeling like, oh, someone could ask me something at any time. You know, yeah. that was what I felt before, like this tension. But now I'm kind of like, oh, I don't care. They could ask me if they want. I but kind of want them to. You care a little bit though. I care a little bit, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but less. I mean, definitely less. At first it was like, I cared a lot and it was hard for me to relax. Now I'm, I feel like ready for them to ask me anything. And I think I could basically have a conversation about any of those topics without too much stress. I don't know if I'm ready for anything, but I'm, I'm, I'm open to it Mm -hmm. and I will have a little bit of adrenaline as I'm talking (laughs) about it and my body will begin to shake. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Probably mine too. Um, so we, I guess like what we're doing in this episode is just, we wanted to give you guys a little bit of an update because we noticed that some people have been asking and there's really no good reason and felt like kind of odd, just commenting our reasons on a small Facebook post. We thought maybe let's just do something so everybody can hear. Yeah. Um, and we decided to do that just when we were ready to do that announcement and we feel ready now. We have some other topics that we had written down like a year ago that we wanted to talk about and they seem kind of fun now and we'd just like to go back and discuss them. So we're not going to do our podcast on a regular schedule, but we do want to do more episodes. So maybe it won't come out every single Monday morning, but when we do release one, it will come out on a Monday morning Mm -hmm. and it'll be a surprise. Yeah. Like 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 an Easter egg. Right. Okay. So for the topic of this episode, we decided to pick this concept called spiritual materialism. And I don't really think that's that helpful of a concept name, but it's something I heard of um, when we were home. I was going on a drive to go meet a friend for lunch, and I decided to open up Sam Harris's Waking Up app, which I'm sure some of you are familiar with. Um, But it's a meditation app. And another feature of the app is these little lessons. So Sam Harris has like, I don't know, maybe 20 different little lessons where he spends 20 minutes teaching you about a certain concept or a certain idea. Um, And so one that I listened to was this concept, spiritual materialism. And kind of as a general overview of what he means by that is it's the idea that somebody who's on a spiritual journey, I think in general, we're trying to like put our ego aside and be as, as maybe as open and as humble and as compassionate as possible. That's like the goal of spirituality. But this phenomenon of spiritual materialism is when you, you think that you're putting your ego aside, you think that you're being really humble, but in fact, you're almost wearing your humility as a badge of honor, Mm -hmm. or you're like taking pride in your humility. And so the the example that Sam Harris used in this lesson was that people can maybe they're they're really good and consistent in their meditation practice and they talk about it all the time to their friends or like on Instagram they're always bringing up the fact that they meditate all the time and they they feel a lot of pride in themselves that like oh I'm I'm a really good meditator I'm I'm really enlightened or like mm-hmm. I'm really I'm really good at quieting my mind You know, which is, it's good, you know, to feel proud of yourself, but it's also kind of ironic that you would be like basically taking pride in the spiritual practice when the point of that spiritual practice is to help you let go of your pride and your ego. Mm -hmm. So I listened to that, that, uh, lesson on the Sam Harris app, and it made me think of so many examples of spiritual materialism that I experienced in Christian circles. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and especially, I think the whole idea of, I mean, the, the idea of humility is like a huge thing in Christianity. At least it was where we came from. Like everybody talks about how you should be humble, right? And the Bible is obviously really clear, like that pride is the, pride is a terrible sin and that humility is something that we should all be striving for, which I don't necessarily disagree with. But I do think that in Christian circles, it's really easy to flaunt your humility in a prideful way. And I think that happens all the time and goes unchecked most of the time as well. Um, one example of that, that always sticks out in my mind is there is a, a, like Tuesday night Bible study that I used to go to all the time. And it was considered like the most spiritual, it was a men's Bible study too. Mm -hmm. And it was considered like the most spiritual men in the city we were from would go to this Bible study every Tuesday night and we'd meet in a barn and we'd like pray together and all of that. And I thought I, at the time I thought it was really cool, but the longer I went there, the more it started to bother me that the leader of that Bible study was so self-degrading. Like in, in his prayers, he was super self-degrading and he'd pray stuff like, like I, like I'm so miserable without you. And I like, I have nothing to offer you God. And, and like, thank you for your mercy for me, a poor, miserable sinner, which I, obviously that's scripture. So it's not like he's making that up, but I started to realize that I think that to me, that seems like exactly this spiritual materialism mm -hmm. where you, a person is taking pride in how aware they are of their own shortcomings. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what Sam Harris said, right? In his lesson. Yeah. yeah. It's a, yeah. The idea that you're like, basically you think you're more self-aware than other people and you like take pride in that. Fact. Oh, you're more aware of your junk. Yeah. You're more, yeah. You're more aware of your junk, your shortcomings, yeah. like the stuff that you're bad at. Oh, like I'm, I'm more aware of all the things that are wrong with me. Like maybe you should become a little bit more aware of what you need to work on so that like everybody can get on this level playing field. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> It's kind of gross. And we can all brag about how we have all these things that we need to work uh, how, on and yeah. how we're really like, we really notice how bad we are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, th I think it's really weird because I feel like that, that sounds like pride to me. Someone who's almost bragging about like how, how much they know how sinful they are, mm. you know, like I, I think it's a weird way of bragging. It is so because, weird. Because like, I mean, that's why you, it, you don't think you're bragging because how can you be bragging if you're talking about the things that are bad about yourself. Yeah, right. I, I can't count how many times I've heard a pastor say like, well, and I'm probably the most sinful of all of them. Oh, you know? that's exactly. Or like right. I've got more shortcomings than any of you, you know? Uh -huh. And you kind of say it in a lighthearted way, but it, I always remember hearing that and like feeling a little twinge in my gut, like where I felt kind of bad when he said that. Because I'm like, if he's saying he's the worst of all of us, then like, I must be even worse than I'm him. I'm super bad. Or like, I didn't think I was that bad. But if he's saying that yeah. he's that bad, then like, he must just know more than I do. That's right. And like, I have further to go than I thought. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I have to thing. uncover way more than I thought. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that, I, I don't know. That was something that in Christianity I saw all the time. And I don't know if it's maybe just more like the branch of Christians that we were acquainted with or like the friends we had or whatever. But I think that the Christians in our life were very, very like self-degrading mm -hmm. and put themselves down a lot. And in even our families, I feel like we were, they were raised on that. We're like, you never, never, never wanted to seem prideful and like being humble was super important. Mm -hmm. And if you were like self-promoting at all, that was really looked down on, but you could like, 
you could do this way. You could talk about how sinful you are and you could almost like brag about how aware you are of how, how far short you come Mm -hmm. to God's measure. And that was really praised. And so like Sam Harris mentioned in that lesson, it, the ego is really sneaky. And if you're trying to like set it aside and you're trying to be humble and you're trying to say like, okay, ego, I don't want to be run by you anymore. It's going to try to find a way to basically fill itself back up again. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is like a really common sneaky way that Christians fall into mm-hmm. where they're like, yeah, I'm, I'm super humble. And I'm like, I'm the worst sinner ever. I know I'm so aware of my sins. <laughs> I know. I think that like that humility is such a funny topic. It's, it's come up so much after we've left the church like, yeah. and all of the ways that it's sort of been sneaky in yeah. our life, you know, and this being another one that we sort of, you know, it's a different like deviation of it or something we've yeah. just discovered. It does come up so much. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it normally come up like since we've left church, it's normally come up in the context of how we like have no pride <laughs> to a fault. And I, we felt like we've really needed to relearn like how to be proud of ourselves and mm-hmm. how to think highly of ourselves because we got so good at, or like basically we're so practiced at trying to avoid thinking highly of ourselves. We're making ourselves sound bad. Yeah. Right. Like we're really good at making ourselves sound bad, but it's funny how if you take that to an extreme, even that can be like prideful. Mm-hmm. It's kind of bizarre. It's like a back, backward sense of pridefulness. Um, do you remember, this is a little bit of a side story, but do you remember that book, by Andrew Murray that I used How could to read. I forget? Yeah. How could I forget that book? <laughs> I don't know. Have we talked about that on here before? I think we have. Okay. Yeah. So there was this book called Humility by this guy named Andrew Murray. And I don't remember like who he is now, but it was this really small, like maybe 20 page long paperback book. And it was a, a Christian book talking about how humility is like the highest, the highest goal that we should be striving for. And I read it all the time when I was a Christian and I feel it like makes me cringe when I think about it now. But I remember like saying to you, like, you should read this book because I probably thought you were prideful and was like, oh, it would help you a lot if you just if you just (laughs) got some humility. (laughs) Yeah, you were prideful. I'm glad you were. I yeah, I remember you tried to like there was like a war we had where you would like try to sneak it. I don't know, under my Ugh. pillow or into my bag, like as a joke. It feels but- like such a cringe now for me to even like be saying to you, like, you're too prideful. You know, you should read this book. Not that I it was saying that overtly, but like even jokingly putting it under your pillow and stuff. You didn't me- know. Well, I, don't, I know I didn't know. We have to forgive ourselves and, and, we, and each other for those kind of weird moments yeah. of our religious past. <laughs> it's funny now, but I mean, it's also everybody a little cringy to. still. I know, yeah, you know? because I didn't really want to read that book. Well, of course not. It was I, the worst book. It was so boring, too. <laughs> when I think about it now, it's like the most boring old... It was super old. And it was like about how you're too prideful and you need to humble yourself before God. Of course you didn't want to read that. I always was confused how humility and being a leader worked together in yeah, the church. Okay, like that's a good point. There were people that seemed so confident, like our prophets or the people we look up to in church or just like bigger communities of Christians that we, yeah, I don't know, looked up to, I guess, yeah. that they seemed so confident, but and yet they talked about humility, and I just didn't understand. I understand how you can be a humble leader, but the humility and the definition that was used, I thought, in church seemed like a different humility mm-hmm. that people elsewhere used. So the humility of 
like self, like being self denigration. A lot of the times, how does that go with you being a leader? Because I don't want to hear my leaders talk about their weaknesses constantly because I don't, I stop trusting them. Like follow someone like that. Yeah. I I understand that everybody has weaknesses, but I don't want to hear like how, if I want to trust somebody, I don't want to constantly be hearing about how they're, they're messing up. over and over again. I don't know. It's a weird, it's like a fine line of you want some kind of vulnerability, but also you have to know when to share it. You want to like be respectful or like be a respectable person as well. Yeah. I think it's a balance. It is a balance. Mm -hmm. And it's weird now coming out. I feel that like a lot of times we don't really exactly remember how everything was. So we can't give the same example, but I can remember the feeling of being there and yeah. thinking, wow, this seems like a different definition of humility mm-hmm. than maybe everyone else in the world uses, who's <laughs> right. not a part of some kind of religion like yeah. this, you know? Well, Christianity is really good at taking words and kind of giving them new definitions, which yes. we've talked about before. And I think it is probably the same. It's just another example of that. That's an interesting point. Well, you ju- and up, also though. just like an obsession with certain words and certain yeah, definitions. And certain ideas and stuff. And I, yeah. I think like a healthy, you know, usage of or a healthy humility is fine, but like there's always, there's things that are taken to the extreme, like extreme humility, Mm -hmm. extreme. uh, I can't think of the word, but extreme, like abstinence from sex, extreme, like extreme, like resistance Mm -hmm. of things like get away from me. (laughs) Don't you dare come over here. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like, attention around things that you absolutely want to be or absolutely should be or absolutely do not want. And like freeing freedom is when you stop like pushing against it. That's what it felt like for me. Freedom was just stopping the feeling of resistance and basically saying it's okay to be whoever I am right now. And I'm not going to try to change everything about myself or stop like every single thought that I have or feel so bad if I am prideful for a moment. Yeah. Right. That seems so much more spiritual to me now too. Stop bragging about it. (laughs) God, you caught me, but you know what I mean? Like, I feel like even the concept of you like resisting things so strongly or being like super steadfast or standing firm and like, and, and fighting against your thoughts or fighting against temptations feels like, anti-spiritual now at least maybe it's just that's like the type of spirituality we've moved into is like i want to be very open and very like allowing and not like resisting or attaching you know that's kind of like what spirituality is for me and so it's weird talking about christianity and and at the time i felt like i felt super spiritual as a christian but that type of spirituality is so anti-spiritual to me in my current beliefs oh i was gonna say before that it was being a Christian was weird because I feel like it was the time that I was the most uh, confident and arrogant and felt like I was right about something yeah. in my home, in my life so far, but yet we were supposed to be so humble. Yeah. And we thought we were humble. I, well, I did, you uh-huh. know, but you're right. Because when we stopped being Christian, I was like depressed. I felt like worthless mm-hmm. because I didn't have anything, mm-hmm. you know? And so obviously like there was something about Christianity that I was taking a lot of personal pride in. Mm-hmm. I think that's an interesting thing. Like it, in Christianity, they're very against pride. And so your example of like a, a leader at church, 
how, you know, how can you be humble and also be a leader? I think for like a leader in the church, you're not allowed to be, you, you would never be like allowed or it wouldn't be acceptable for you to take credit for like being a great teacher. If someone is like, oh, Pastor Rob, that sermon was amazing. Pastor Rob isn't going to be like, thanks. I'm like, I worked really hard on it. I really appreciate you like talking to me about that. He'd be like, oh, like I give all the glory to God. You know, that's the acceptable answer. Mm -hmm. But like you still can totally, he's still totally taking pride in the fact that that God chose him to be a teacher. And that apparently like God thought that he was more worthy of teaching these people than than anyone else, Mm -hmm. you know, or like he's, he's prideful about the fact that he's been chosen and that people come to him to ask him for questions and stuff like that. But he would never admit it and never say like, yeah, I I feel like really good about myself. I I love that I have some leadership and that there's people who depend on me. Of course, that's a good feeling, but I don't think that a Christian leader would generally be like talking about how that's how they, they feel good when people need them, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. but they would be able to, it's like allowed for them to talk about how I'm so blessed that God chose me as the shepherd for his sheep. It's just a weird, a weird, like subtle switch. And I think I kind of feel like it's just pride masked in, in this like weird sense of false humility or like masked in the sense of like, uh, I can't do anything on my own, but I'm like amazing when God does something through mm-hmm. me. So like, I'm allowed to be proud of myself if I say that God is making me good. That's so confusing. Yeah, I know. It's like such a roundabout way of having any kind of self-esteem. Once again, uh, <laughs> with like all of these topics we've talked about throughout the whole podcast, it's so confusing and convoluted. And there's so many like little subtle switches and little sneaky thought patterns that can work their way in that just makes it all really confusing and, and difficult to maintain. And yeah, it feels so much better now that I can just admit like, yeah, I'm prideful. And like, I don't really think there's too much wrong with that. I haven't thought about it a lot. Maybe there's nothing wrong with me being prideful. I mean, I think like a healthy sense of pride is probably really good. Yeah. And enables me to be the best version of myself that I can be. Well, yeah, I feel like you wouldn't use the word prideful. Yeah. In our life now. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's only a word. Like whatever. You, yeah. You, a word you use as a Christian when you say that or when you have a thought in your brain that man like i'm i'm on a roll today yeah i'm good i'm good you yeah. know or something uh-huh. i don't know i think it's interesting that uh i i feel like now i don't know with the stuff that we've read and everything it seems like to be free and to be spiritual or you know you're like a, a huge goal in your journey is to just like not care at all what your identity is mm-hmm. or who, what you have yeah. or what you do, or even if you do anything like that, you should be completely fine. Not talking about anything that you do. That's good. Not do not having like anything like super special that you can brag to people about yeah. not having anything super bad that you can brag to people about just like being completely fine. Just like, in yourself self-sufficient yeah even if you don't have like an amazing job even mm-hmm. if you don't have like an amazing family life like anything yeah like you're, definitely there you know you're not you don't even have that position of leadership to brag about you have right. just it's just you're there yeah you're just existing you know another as you were saying that another example of this spiritual materialism i thought of was how i used to feel <laughs> when i would when I was in college, I remember every time I'd walk into a classroom, I would say a prayer and I'd thank God for uh, choosing me to be his ambassador in this like sick, decrepit world. 
And I'd walk into the classroom kind of internally, like smiling, like Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm like the chosen one that God (laughs) chose me to come into the school and to be his light. You know, it makes me want to laugh. I know. Well, I do. Because it just doesn't it's, seem like it you. It like crazy. It doesn't it, even it doesn't seem, seem like, like you. Me. I know. It doesn't sound like any natural person. You know, it sounds like someone who's possessed by a weird idea, which is what I was, you know. But it, I was like super proud of that. Mm-hmm. I, I got so much personal, like my self-worth came from that. And that I feel like that's so prideful. That's super, super prideful that's a weird position to have to feel like, you know, I'm the chosen one and I know more than like all of these people. And it's because the supernatural God specifically chose me instead of them because I'm like his divine messenger that in, and, and How, I'm allowed to say that like in a Christian circle, yeah. I would be allowed to say that and like almost boast about that, but I would never be allowed to like brag about anything else that how, I did naturally. You like know? how do you teach a, a group of people that they are the chosen ones and then tell them, but stop being arrogant about it. Yeah. Humble yourself. Right. Like what, like how confusing is that? <laughs> That's so like confusing. I almost don't even blame people for feeling like that they're yeah. arrogant because the whole time they're like, they're taught that like God, who is the Lord of all of the universe has chosen them to give them faith. Right. Like how could you not feel like, yay. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations of to course. me. Yeah. Like how could you not feel that way? Yeah. Well, and I think, I don't think anyone, no Christians would say that that's a bad thing to feel that way or to even boast about it. But I'm saying on the outside, like, it turns your brain don't you guys see to... like, that's pride. Yeah. That's weird. That's a weird pride. You guys are like really prideful. I feel like as a Christian, I was so arrogant, but I, I f- felt like I was super humble. Yeah. You know, it's just a weird sneaky thing. I mean, even the idea of feeling like so much pride that I was a Christian or like trying to tell people that like trying to bring it up in conversation, like, Oh, I'm a believer. And I would feel like that was almost a badge of honor for me. Mm -hmm. But again, like outside of Christianity with this new kind of spiritual path we're on, I don't, I don't want to need like some external badge to have self-worth about myself. That feels like a weird anti-spirituality to be like almost wearing my spirituality as a badge of honor. It'd be like, if I go around now, like, yeah, I'm a meditator. You know, like, a meditators uh, unite. Like, hell yeah, you're a meditator too. How many times too. you meditated this week? Yeah, you know, it's How like, long do you meditate for? <laughs> it's like you're trying to... I meditate to, for two hours, dude. Oh my God. Every day. <laughs> you, like, yeah, meditating for like two hours a day, trying to transcend your ego and like leave it behind you and become a, a self-fulfilled person who doesn't need like attachment in the world. And then you're like going and bragging about it to your friends, how much you meditate. It just, it's... It's oh, so... it looks like someone brought their ego out of their meditation today. Ooh, it didn't work very well, huh? I think that you should share about how you felt when I was like, maybe we should stop. Maybe we should not do this podcast anymore. Yeah. When coronavirus hit, I was like, maybe this is a time that we should stop this. Yeah. You know, like, because, you know, how, how long is this going to last? And are we going to ever feel motivated to do this podcast again? And yeah. I was like, okay. Well, maybe we should just stop it. Yeah. So that was when we had that conversation, this was back in, I don't know, March or April, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was... I think even before that, it might have actually been, it might have, do you think it was before? Yeah, it might have been. Virus? It doesn't really matter. I suppose the timeline <laughs> doesn't. But um, yeah, I was surprised when we had that conversation that I felt like I noticed that I had a real like sense of loss and almost like a sense of dread when we were talking about potentially not doing the podcast. And it was because when I, years ago, when we left Christianity, 
I had that same feeling because I had gone from being a person who was really well respected in my circles. I was like, I felt like our, my Christian friends and stuff like really respected me and looked up to me as a Christian and and as, as a leader in some circles. And I like, I felt like I had something, you know, I was confident in what I was doing and, and who I was and like was confident enough to be like teaching people and kind of mentoring people in Christianity. And when we left that, I felt like worthless, mm-hmm. you know, and it makes sense. I, I went from being someone who was like respected, had a purpose, knew, I knew exactly what I was here for mm-hmm. to someone who like no one respected and no one looked up to because I, I just, no one knew me anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of went from a position of power, so to speak, to like a, a position nobody. of a nobody. Yeah. And so through doing this podcast over the last year, even though we're doing these like other practices like meditation, reading new books and trying to calm our ego down and all of that through doing the podcast, I inevitably felt kind of a similar sense of like, of leadership again. You know, we have this podcast, we have a big Facebook group. Everyone's like, they love the podcast. They're talking about it. I'm so proud of the community that we built. You know, we have our Instagram and everyone seems to love that. And it it just, obviously it feels good to have people looking to you or like following along with you or encouraging you in what you're doing. And so a few months ago, when we had that conversation about potentially stopping doing the podcast, I had that sinking feeling of fear, like, oh, I'm going to have to like start over again. I I felt like I'm losing, I'm like losing my self-worth again because I have this thing, I have this podcast, which like makes me feel really good when we're doing it because I feel like I have a purpose and I'm I'm like offering something to the world and like almost leading these people, helping these people through their deconstruction. And now that if we're not going to do it anymore, like now I'm a nobody again, you know, have no worth, have no worth. Yeah. I felt like my self-worth once again, slipping out the door and it was a, I felt like it was a real wake up call. And it was also part of the reason that motivated us not doing episodes for a while was Mm -hmm. that I, I really don't want to, first of all, like live any part of my life like that, but especially this podcast, I don't want it to be the type of thing that's like propping me up and mm-hmm. that without it, I feel like I have no purpose. Cause that, that's like the whole, the whole reason we've been processing our deconversion from Christianity. So publicly is it's been like really helpful to kind of put everything out there, step back, like get rid of our pride, admit our faults, admit like where we went wrong and just kind of shed light on the inner workings of us as we're coming out of this religion. And I, I really don't want to just get wrapped up into the same pattern yeah. that I was as a Christian, you know? And so, yeah, having that conversation was really eye opening, and I, I felt like it really clicked then that that's something I kind of want to watch out for. Once again, like the ego is sneaky. And I think even though I'm left Christianity and was talking about like being okay, not having a new identity and kind of being, okay with the unknown and all of that stuff. Like it really wants to try to solidify something. It really wants to try to like become somebody. It wants you to have an identity and be proud of it or whatever. And I, again, this is all like really nuanced because I I don't think that there's any problem with, like I am proud of the podcast. I'm Mm -hmm. proud of the community. I love that you guys are so excited and that everyone's so cool online and talking to each other and all that. Like, I love that. And I think it's really good to be proud of it. Um, but I also think that it's not good to like have to have something like that in my life or else I'll feel like crap. Yeah. You know, I I don't want to, 
I don't want to need the podcast to feel good about myself. And I don't want to need something external to like feel like I have value in this world. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it it was just interesting feeling a little bit of that when we had that conversation a few months ago. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's been good the last few months kind of, you know, not doing the podcast, not really thinking and talking about it much and kind of just trying to reestablish like who I am, I guess, you know, Mm -hmm. and be like, you know what? I'm fine. I I don't need anything. I don't need a a podcast. I don't need a public presence. I don't need to be like teaching anyone, anything for me to feel good about myself. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm fine as I am. Mm -hmm. I think that's important for me as well. Like I I don't want to need anything Mm -hmm. external, like you said, to feel good about myself. And I feel like our whole lives were kind of groomed to, you know, what do you do? Like, mm-hmm. what do you do for work? Yeah. Like, what kind of job do you have? Like, yeah. oh, how many followers do you have on Instagram? Like, how many friends do you have on mm-hmm. Facebook? How many, like, what have you done? Where have you traveled? Where do you go? Yeah. How, what kind of degree do you have? And like, you know, it's like everybody, I think there's like that weird thing of people saying, well, you don't need anything. You're enough. You're enough. But then everybody keeps talking about the same topic. Well, and the people who are telling you, you know what, you're enough, you are loved. They're the ones who have like, an Instagram account with a hundred thousand followers where they're posting those little quotes on their Instagram and ton of people are loving it and writing to them how much they love their content. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's easy to say like, Oh yeah, you're enough. You don't need anything external, but like, it's sneaky. I I feel like like we've been saying the ego is so sneaky. It'll sneak in and like try to make you latch on to anything that it can. Mm -hmm. It's just the nature of life, I guess. I know. I think that even you know, we, with all of, even with this little lesson that we just listened to, Sam Harris was not talking about Christianity. He was talking about just, you know, spirituality and especially he was talking like, about meditators. Yeah. The I circles think, yeah. that he's running in, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it's so interesting that you can get caught up in those same traps even now. Like, especially if I think that after being really religious, like a lot of people want some kind of spirituality, Definitely. at least, at least after taking a break from it, Yeah, you know, like they want to be connected to something. So you can start falling into that same trap of like using it as a badge of honor or using it as an identity. And I think it's fine, but it's always like a fine line of like, are you using it to brag about how many trips to Nepal you took to yeah. meditate with this guru that you, you know, like, Oh yeah, I meditated with this guy. Oh yeah. Like, Oh yeah. I met him before like 10 years ago. I actually went on a sojourn there and uh, I spent like three weeks with him meditating. And then I came back to the U S and wrote a book about yeah. it or whatever. Like, yeah. There's like that weird sense of pride in any kind of spirituality, right. I oh, think. Like, oh, have you done mushrooms before? Oh, yeah, we, we, I've done it three times. And so, yeah, it's it's actually really crazy. Yeah, like really it, like, like, yeah, it opened up my brain and like yeah. I just like have a different experience of life. Like, I don't think that I can go ever go back to that life again. <laughs> right. And I mean, I think that the thing is that everybody is guilty of this. Yeah. Not, yeah. but it feels different than the kind of guilt that I felt as a Christian. No, it's not like guilt guilt. It's just, I think more than anything, it's funny. Yeah. And I think that's what I want to communicate in this is that it's a funny phenomenon. Isn't it funny? It's so funny. (laughs) Isn't it a funny phenomenon? (laughs) I I think it's, it's like interesting that when you're applying or when, when pride creeps into your spirituality, it just seems so ironic. You know, it's just funny. It's something Mm -hmm. we've been aware of and it's been popping up. And I think it's an interesting, funny topic. Um, but the nice thing is that, that what, (laughs) just how many times we just said funny. It's so funny. Okay. The nice thing is that when you're not a Christian, you can just catch yourself being prideful and be like, Oh, Hey, that's funny. I'm being a little prideful. There is like silly ego. 
Yeah, silly ego. Back off. Be light about it. Okay? Not like, God, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm such a sinner. I I know that you sent Jesus to die for me, and I know that I'm not really appreciating it right now because my pride is running freaking rampant right now. <laughs> but Lord, please forgive me and please let me off the hook because I don't want Christ's blood to be shed in vain. Okay, see, there's an example of heavy. Yeah. <laughs> An opposite of that, please be light. Yeah. Please yeah. be light to yourself. It's much more fun to be light and to take things humorously and be humorous about it all. I feel like the the ideal spirituality would be humorous and light and like full of light and love and humor and happiness. You yeah, know? because you know why? Why? Laughter is the best medicine. I've heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> we sound um, so prideful right now. I, I am prideful. I don't care. <laughs> No God can judge me. <laughs> Except yourself. You are God. I am God. You are, are divine, God. man. And I don't judge myself. I laugh. God smiles upon us all. <laughs> God, what is this? Okay. We're pretty rusty, as you can tell. Oh, going back to the Sam Harris lesson, he was also talking about... I'm not super familiar with the different like meditation practices or traditions. Um Maybe that's something I should be more familiar with, but a part of me just kind of doesn't care also. Yeah, why? But, yeah. But anyways, he was saying that in a lot of the meditation traditions, it's it's like an explicit rule that you don't talk about your meditation practice, practice with other people. And so, and, and the reason for that is like, so that you can't take pride in it, uh, basically, uh-huh. you know? And I think that that's an interesting idea. Um, in, the, in the lesson, Sam Harris was saying like, as a general or as a hard and fast rule, he doesn't know how helpful that is because obviously there's like a lot of value in talking about what you're doing and like getting through problems by talking to other people about mm-hmm. like your meditation or, or whatever you're trying to do. Um, but I think it's an interesting idea and it kind of makes sense. You know, that's not something I've ever heard anybody talking about in Christian circles, like that you don't talk about your prayer life or you don't talk about what you're going through or, or your sins, because I feel like as a Christian, you're supposed to talk about everything all the time. You better not keep anything inside. You be better talking. tell your youth leader, <laughs> you better tell him every time you masturbate. Yeah, or exactly. You're going to hell. <laughs> yeah. So I've never heard, heard of that like philosophy or that rule in Christian circles, but I think, I think it kind of makes sense, you know, that like in a true spirituality, you wouldn't be talking about it all the time. It'd be, it's very internal. It's very personal. It's like a personal journey you're going on for the purpose of kind of setting yourself aside and like becoming whatever you think is your highest self. And so like talking about it and discussing it and analyzing it, like seems kind of counterintuitive, Mm -hmm. but like we said, I feel like Christians love talking about their Christianity all the time and analyzing every part oh of it gosh. and doing sermons about like every possible nuanced. Is that why topic. we're so overly analytical? Probably. Remember a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about how the Bible is like finite, obviously. And for a thousand years, there've been people doing sermons on the same book. And so pastors nowadays, there's like no new content to talk about. Mm-hmm. They're not getting any new divine revelation of some like crazy new thing. It's all the same old ass book. Mm-hmm. So like that, it makes sense why so many pastors sermons seem like so they, they take one verse and then they extrapolate it on it and turn it into this 40 minute long, like speech about nothing because Dude, there's nothing skill. less to be said about it. That is a skill. 
but it's like a it seems it seems so silly there's like no meat to it we're trying to take this old book that's like so non-relevant to our our culture and then make the a 40 minute sermon about it every week like yeah you're going to be scraping the bottom of the barrel you're going to be analyzing like single words and saying like well in this translation they use this word but in this translation they use this word and now when I hear that stuff, I, it makes me feel like you guys, like you need something else to talk about. Like, yeah, exactly. You're like scraping like the bottom of the barrel. Like you are too to, zoomed in. Yeah. You're using a microscope to view the world. Exactly. Just yeah. get your eye off of that scope. Yeah. So that's a good question. Are we crazy over analytical <laughs> because... in part because of being raised in Christianity? And I mean, Maybe. I think the answer is like, obviously, yes. I mean, we're way too preoccupied with our own thoughts and that's like a bad habit to get into as like a from the time you're 10 to now, like constantly thinking about if your thoughts are sinful. And if you're going is, to heaven or hell. That's just bad habits. Yeah. Well, and we've even had to talk about that between us because you and I are both pretty, you know, introverted. Or we just like having deep conversations. But after a while, we, we had to tell ourselves, you know, we need to be a little bit lighter. You know, like, like stop we, like thinking so much yeah. sometimes and just live, you know, but even like with, stop talking about things. And, even like changing this and like becoming whatever kind of spirituality we have now, we have like so many more things to talk about yeah. and analyze. Mm-hmm. And we've had to tell you, you know, that's kind of a good rule of like not talking about your meditation practice because like, I just can't imagine. I just, I think that's a way to, to have a, like have a, what am I saying? Like a friendship is you guys only talk about your meditation, mm-hmm. but I also feel like I don't want that kind of friendship or relationship. I want it to be more fun. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to only talk about some internal, you know, thing that I want to change and, um, that I'm working on or I don't know, like only talk about what's happening inside yeah. this limited bubble of experience and time this only th- i don't know you know what i mean yeah i think sometimes i just would like i want to talk about other things too <laughs> you want to live you i want to live I, I think yeah like when you're saying that it made me think that if you are the type of person who's your your like main topic that you talk about is your spiritual practices you're again it, to me it kind of feels like you're missing the point of spirituality and i guess you can have whatever goal you want in your spirituality but for me i i want my spirituality to be like this thing that supports the my like best living of my life yeah Yeah, i want it to be the thing that helps me unfold into like the best version of myself i can be and if i'm so focused on the spirituality itself and i'm like talking about it all the time or reading books about it all the time or or like just fixated on that it's again it's kind of like defeating the purpose of what i'm trying to achieve in my spiritual practices because I'm not, I'm not open. I'm not like expanded and aware and conscious. I'm like focused on the means instead of like what the means are trying to get me to, Yeah, you know, I think this, and this is from our experience too. Like maybe you're having a different experience with your life or your spirituality, but we notice that sometimes we just get way too wrapped up and absorbed into tiny details and we start talking about them forever. Or we, we think, Oh no, we have to to change this about ourselves. And we like talk about it every day and we forget like that we're doing our best and we need to live our life. Yeah. Right. And like, if your spirituality can help you get there, let it help you get there instead of getting wrapped in it. I mean, if that's something that you feel that's happening and because like, I think sometimes you can get wrapped up, even I do, and like feeling like I'm doing so good and I'm being so spiritual and I have all these practices that are making me feel so much better. And yeah. like, it's more, 
it's not like I feel happy so I can just like live and experience life. It's more of, I feel that, wow, I'm, I'm like, I'm so cool again. I have like, I have <laughs> yeah. like the best practices yeah. and I'm, I'm doing all the right things. And well, it feels like almost anything can become like chains can, can bind you up again. You know, yeah. we, we left our religion and felt so free. And then you like get so obsessed by meditation that you start feeling guilty when you're not doing it. Yeah. And, oh, look at that. You're like, you're chained up again. You're, you're back in another anymore. religion. Yeah. Or like you read a book and it helps you uncover some trauma that you realized you've been like ignoring your whole life. And you feel like, Whoa, this is amazing. It's like so great to be aware of this. Well, now you become so fixated on the fact that you're aware of your trauma and you're meeting other people who are aware of their trauma and you can discuss your trauma with each other. And now that's become a chain again. And now you're a person who has trauma and now you're back that's your in a cage. Identity. And yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's, I don't know. I feel like any of these things, which can be super positive and really, really helpful to help you become a more conscious, aware, like expanded person can really easily become the very thing that's binding you up again. And the whole game seems like it's just this like practice of recognizing that and throwing it off with humor and being light about it and mm -hmm. kind of stepping above it and, and realizing, you know, this isn't the end of the world. I don't need these things. They're just tools to help me. And like the point of my life isn't to be good at this practice. The point of my life is to enjoy my life. And like, I'm going to do the practice if it supports me. And if not, then I'm going to drop it for a while. Mm -hmm. But just like being super light about the whole thing. And mm -hmm. not getting too caught up in anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you guys have ever used that app Headspace to meditate, he talks about having a feather and kind of like popping a bubble of a thought that goes by in your brain or like sometimes like a bad feeling or a bad thought. Yeah. And like, I think like that's what we mean if you are having, it, I don't know. It's like, it's hard to come from religion where you feel so guilty because of course, there are times when you want to like correct what you're doing, but mm -hmm. like if you have that guilt response, it's going to be something that you feel like really hardcore in your gut or whatever. But like if you try to focus every time imagining yourself, you know, laughing, like Joe's saying, or just like being light or popping that thought with a feather and being like, yeah, like abracadabra, goodbye. <laughs> like I don't know. I imagine it like a little wand and kind of almost like poking the bubble and popping it and being yeah. like, oh, not, not right now. Yeah. Yeah, I need to. I know. I want to be a little different. Okay, I'll be different. And just being I won't super feel, nice I won't and feel light. Feel guilty about that. Yeah. Well, maybe to wrap up this episode, I think we've read it before, but I wanted to read a quote. It's my favorite quote from my favorite fictional book, which is called Island by Aldous Huxley, um, and it's about being light. It's dark because you're trying too hard. Lightly, child. Lightly. Learn to do everything lightly. Yes, feel lightly, even though you're feeling deeply. Just lightly let things happen and lightly cope with them. I was so preposterously serious in those days, such a humorless little prig. Lightly, lightly, it's the best advice ever given me. When it comes to dying even, nothing ponderous or pretentious or emphatic, no rhetoric, no tremolos, no self-conscious persona putting on its celebrated imitation of Christ or Little Nell, and of course, no theology, no metaphysics, just the fact of dying and the fact of the clear light. So throw away your baggage and go forward. There are quicksands all about you, sucking at your feet, trying to suck you down into fear and self-pity and despair. That's why you must walk so lightly. Lightly, my darling, on tiptoes and no luggage, not even a sponge bag, completely unencumbered. <laughs> <laughs>